0: What is up? This is Martha with the Salty Dogs yo, podcast. Yo yo coming from coming straight from the from feet t- of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, come Holy sink. crap! You're Whoa, loud in theory, right? and serventicious. No, turn me down. down. Turned down, you out just a little bit. Turned out for what? Because I'm too him out loud. Just a little bit. Rolling yeah. out just a little bit. Well, we
1: check check. <clears throat>
2: yeah. What's really funny is we had like 20 mic checks before this,
0: and it was still. Well,
2: I'm to go with when he solid went, when he went to
1: <laughs>
0: Right into the mic. Who, me? Yeah, yeah you. Machine gunner laugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Noise. Abby Phillips is on. <laughs> She's the sole live viewer. What's going so on? I view, oh, I yeah. probably should refresh. Yeah, you're a little hot back too, back so here. if you're going to laugh loud, I'm pull sorry. back. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's fine. It's okay. <laughs> if
3: you're going to laugh loud, pull if back. If people. you feel like
0: you're going to laugh loud, I'll make sure my brakes on. Pull it back, back. back a little bit. So, wow. Yep. What's up, guys? Wow, geez. that was like mega banter right there. Yeah. You well, guys. that was like we were
2: talking,
3: and that was straight from the Lord.
0: You guys made it for the mega banter episode. Here we are. So, as you can see from the camera, <laughs> Derek Shore. What's up, man? Hey. Tell us what you do and who you're with one more time, even though you've been on
4: Bro. a lot. I uh, pastor a local fellowship, Church at the Cross, West Kellogg, also student at Friends University.
0: Yeah, that's right. Spiritual... Mm-hmm.
4: Christian spiritual Christian formation. Christian spiritual
0: formation. Yeah. Very influenced by... Dallas Willard
4: Dallas Willard Brian, Richard Foster Richard Foster
0: Brian Zahn Brian is he one Zahn of them? is
4: a personal influence yes. and of
0: course the, is it the president of yeah. that who's, what's well, it, James Brian, James Smith, Brian is Smith. Smith yeah, yeah. So and then
4: also Jesus so yes and
0: the Jesus. Holy Spirit, <laughs> yeah, right. Coming in with Father, just a Son, the just a
3: dash of sass, you know. Just I had to a dash, yeah.
0: yeah. Just a little ha, Jesus juke, Ooh. a little to the left, a little to the right. Yeah. Get the Jesus juke on.
2: Even though this is the first time I met you, I listened oh, is to it? you. Yeah, this is oh. in person. Oh, no. Yeah, Chris, but, this is Derek. Okay. I've I've met Derek. his. Chris. creamy voice <laughs> on the other That's episodes right. is just I do want to put that soft. on top of a piece of apple pie, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's so
4: good. Does anybody ever tell you that you have a, you have a nice voice? Uh, yes, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. How do you take your
2: coffee?
0: Sugar and Derek's voice. <laughs> yeah. I like it, Derek. That's right. I like my sugar with coffee and Derek's voice. Yep. yep. A little Beastie stuff. Boy reference there for you. Hey, Chris, last time we started, you felt like you felt the need to do a little getting to know you segment. So what kind of story do you have for this time? We'll just pick on you. Oh, You're going to be the only one that has to tell us things about Gosh, yourself,
2: man. I don't even know. I dude, I'm not even prepared for that. Let's see. What can I tell you about me that you mm. just not know- Just put oh, on a I mask. Got, I got something? No, no, no. <laughs> no, nah, I got nothing. Okay. I do have something, but I don't have something fake. Um, hashtag Jesus Duke. Uh, so this last Sunday, so I'm a wedding photographer, so I do, I do photography and, uh, this last saturday was uh the first time that my wife came with me to shoot a wedding uh and it was amazing i mean she's she's super artistic um she's been like that her whole life and and she's just great at everything she does she's a super perfectionist and um I, our plan is for her to start second shooting weddings, and for us to be kind of like this husband wife photographer just tag team tag, tag team in it, man, just doing all that stuff.
3: Road ro- Road Warriors, yeah,
2: yeah. doing that, nice. and uh, and so we we have been so we did it this last Saturday, and I knew that she would do well, but she straight up impressed me. Like, I mean, did she really? Yeah, she really did. I mean, nice. we had only had one other time to actually get out and practice, um, to where with her settings and all that stuff, and on the way it was in Hutch. So, for about 20, 30 minutes, we went over okay, here's what ISO is, here's what aperture is, here's what shutter speed is. So, you're going to stay at this aperture. I only want you to mess. I had her shoot on manual, shooting with a prime lens and just saying, hey, just just focus on your ISO and whatever your that, aperture. Whatever that means. What yeah, whatever that stuff mean, means. <laughs> and and basically telling the camera how she wants to expose the images. And she did it, dude. She really? exposed everything. Oh, my gosh. Like, I was so, we were in crazy different light, lighting situations. So, that was me. I'm excited about that. We got a three year plan for her to be able to quit her job and and, and oh, be, really? yeah oh, for us oh, okay. to be able to do this yeah so, <laughs> know, so, well, so it's exciting plan, well I, I feel five need, years is too it's too much but I, I feel, feel the need to quote
0: james on that one ne- not neither, james who? none of you should say that we're gonna go here or there do this or that right only yeah. if the lord wills it thanks so. martha
2: you're welcome <laughs> thanks,
0: so what about you? you yeah, started
2: you yeah, started you got, a new job. You guys
0: ought to see me running around trying to get all the things in order before we get this these yeah. episodes going. I do have a new job. I'm now a uh, full time video producer in the city and so making fat vids that's right i started in graphic design and then i picked up photography and then i picked up web design and then along the way podcasting uh video and now like also motion graphics and there's talks of learning 3d animation so that's kind of wild and
2: also walking on water yeah right so i
0: actually designed or yeah produced my first television ad spots this past week and 30 second radio spots. Well, wow. you know, it kind of fits me. I just, <laughs> I sure looked this way so they could see me go, eh, yeah. you know, no big deal. <laughs> no big so, deal. Anyway. Yeah. Something went wrong. I oh. also
3: started a nice job. Tell me. Well, as you know, I climb trees. Tell me. No, I started with a, you know, for, from after having surgery, I can't climb for like a year. So I started Oof. out doing like
2: a, a long time. tree
3: injections, soil injections, plant health care, stuff like that. It's a little easier on the body. I like easier lot. on the bones. Yeah, it makes me more complete. <coughs> our breast. Your body's easy on my eyes. It used to be. Now that I ha- now that I haven't been doing anything, so it's interesting to me that the camera adds ten pounds to the ten pounds that I already added onto the ten pounds that I gained mm-hmm. from uh, not climbing and not being just being just lazy. Casey gained just, thirty pounds. Just
0: being a sluggard, oh, you know, no, just, just really slugging really it just,
3: up, you know. Awesome whole ham on the slug department.
0: <laughs> well, Hey, I have a question for you, Derek, before we dive into our topic. Um, yeah. And then we also have to pass the salt here soon. Yeah. I'm Let's ready. not forget that. I'll yep. be ready, <laughs> Derek. So I think it was after the first time you were on our podcast and we talked about, what was it? Redemptive suffering,
1: yes, right? It was a good, it was episode. a really
0: good episode. Go back and listen. Um, we were outside and I was just like, yeah, so like what, denomination sect like what do you and then you had like you rattled off this whole thing and so rattle that off rattle. Your, yeah just <laughs> rattle I, it off
4: uh, nothing like being put on the spot so i'm part of a communion okay uh it's it's oriented around a relationship we could have a, we have what we call diocese and kind of structures like that but it's we i relate to a bishop named Bishop Clinton Moore out in Hutchinson, Kansas, with the Father's House. Okay. And so our communion, basically, we call it a, an Episcopal communion, but that just means bishop led. It's not a denomination of the Episcopal Church or anything like that. More of an okay. Anglican style. Okay. Yep. So we're liturgical. Okay. We're right. Charismatic. Here it is. There it is. And we're evangelical.
0: Uh huh. Right. Liturgical, charismatic, and evangelicals. Yes. All the things you're supposed to be, I think, right? Right. right. We try. <laughs> yeah.
2: Great. They dab- they dabble. We dabble in yep. being so,
0: correct. Christopher, it's your time to shine, buddy. It's Is time it? for the Past Assault segment. All right. Don't let us down. I
2: do... You know what's really funny is I am totally, I don't have this guy's name on here for the past no yes, one, I had one job. job. I, I got it. it. Was it Joel? It was not Joel. No, um, I'm going back in my. I got it. I got well, it. He's got it. I got it. It's, his name is Josiah. Okay. do uh, it.
3: Do it started with a J, though. It
2: was a J. You know, all, all great names start with J's. Uh I just blew Okay, so this comes from Josiah, and this is actually from our Salty Dogs um, podcast group. So, the the, doghouse, yeah, the doghouse, the thing that we're promoting, (laughs) (laughs) doghouse.
1: Okay, so this came from Josiah in in
2: the group, and so here's what he said. He said, thanks for the ad. And so I actually reached out to him and asked for permission to share this. Uh, and he said, absolutely. So here he says, thanks for the ad. Uh, the last year or so has been difficult. I'm 25, raised Christian, and still trying to figure stuff out. I was traveling for work for most of the last seven months. And because of that, didn't go to church much. As a result, that gave me, uh, that gave way to a lot of time fest, a lot of time festering thoughts of what I dislike about the church as a brick and mortar entity. Hmm. I also listened to about 20 various podcasts podcast episodes a week and have stumbled into some very interesting yet anti-christian podcast this this caused even more doubt and resistance to the church yesterday morning in the church uh, stopped traveling so back in the weekly schedule I had an epiphany uh, I simply truly didn't care to be there so he went back to church after coming back off the road love
3: the honesty there bro
2: as what he said he said I simply truly didn't care to be there at all I'm young and do everything off of my phone I think to myself well heck I listen to 30 hours of podcast and books each each week why can't I just listen to a few sermons why do I have to get up early looking nice and go here my girlfriend and I had some dialogue um, after that uh, and I realized what this was my mental diet has become junk food what I listen to watch and read has become seat- has become seedings of doubt that has simply caused me to turn my desires away from church so this morning I woke up with a new resolve to change the course of my intake and I know at first it lasted about 10 minutes I'd rather be listening to the other crap <laughs> (laughs) I normally do. But I jumped into your podcast. Yeah. He says, I jumped into your podcast on depression uh, and even more perfectly fitting, just finished the discontentment in the church. Great, great, great job, guys. I look forward to being part of your weird little community. And I'm so (laughs) glad the Lord irked me with myself yesterday and now is using you guys to solidify the change in that direction (laughs) Peace out.
1: Well, Dang. you know,
3: well, Josiah, do you want to come on the podcast? I mean, jeez, it's
2: he's he's a cool dude, man. He's he's commented on a couple other things, and uh, man, it here's what this has shown me that there are a lot of people that are processing, trying to figure out what's going on, and, and where you know, there's a lot of people that have discontentment in the church, and uh, it's just no. super cool to hear. Um, a story like that you know to where someone said hey what you guys are doing matters and this has affected me in a positive way it's yeah, a big deal because all cool. we're really
0: doing is having conversation but yeah hey casey josiah man there's honestly, a shooting star think, what, do you, what do you want to wish on that shooting star bro, right now? hey may uh the
3: rosy chicks ever be on your face man that's that's what i want to just pop. tell you pop, pop, may the pow. lord and i'll do
0: it smack pop, you with rosy cheeks.
3: cheeks he's probably bigger than me <laughs> right in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Really right. No, that was, Let's that was put a cool. smile on that, that face. Hey, did you see the new, did
0: you see the new Joker trailer? Not yet. Oh, I saw man. someone just share it and yeah. they said, oh, this is going to be yeah, dark. dark. Did yeah, it come crazy. out on April Fool's Day? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No, also, No, really, truly. It's no, um,
3: honestly back to, you. yeah. Yeah. No, it, that was a cool email, man, uh, or a message. Dude. It I, was. I'm not, I'm not on Facebook. I probably should get back on. You should get back on. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm back on the book of yeah. faith. I was
3: taking a, taking a little break there. It was getting a little too real for me. I was like, man, I'm tired of this crap. So you should get back
0: on because, like, then you can jump on and do a. Uh, um, the people don't want to hear really random Q and A. Yeah, yeah Facebook, we had yeah. a
2: really random Q and A this last week. That was a lot of fun, man. It was a that lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. We, we had talked some really about good some stuff. stuff. Maybe go,
0: oh, with what I was saying. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Like dang, Jason. Well, just hand. He's going off on one. We we appreciate you, man. It's it's an honor to be able to. just have a Conversation. What is good? You tell me. Hey, what's yeah. up, Omar? Just so, right in the middle of my, I was just oh, sorry, just talking about how awesome it oh, is I to just do. Saw pod. Omar said, "What's up?" Sorry he I did say, what? "What's up?" Yeah. Hi, Omar. <laughs> go ahead. Go back Omar the buddy. We're all going to say hi to Omar. Yeah. Go, One, go two, back two, three, three Hi, hi Omar. Omar.
1: That was amazing. We're in the world? <laughs> it sounded like a choir.
0: Uh,
1: I know. Uh, Omar. 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 No. Omar. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You gotta hit that. that. <laughs> but man, take if, your if, back a
2: couple octaves. But if any of you guys have uh, have anything, I'm just questions, moving past it. I'm just comments, moving past it. Questions, comments, comments yeah, concerns, questions, comments, yeah. critiques. Drop drop us a message. Drop us a line if you think that this podcast sucks. Let us know too, please. I mean, <laughs> that's some salty salt, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that
0: Himalayan pink salt right mm. there. That's that good. Some good. of that sea salt. Yeah. yeah. We oh don't, we gosh. don't just
2: take idolized, <laughs> I, idolized, idolized, so, right.
0: idolized salt. So salty dogs podcast at com or check out salty dot And you can contact us. Actually, if you're watching live right now in our description, there's a, um, there's a phone number, which is a Google voice. Don't call, but please text and, uh, you can hit us up and maybe we'll read one or two of what you guys have to say or maybe. any comments or whatever, but maybe, Uh, so we do record on Facebook live and then we push out the audio. And so we always want to interact with our live audience as well. Yeah. And so that's always an option. So, so diving in. Yeah. Should we just, the banter's over. It's time to backflip
3: gainer right into the topic. I'm talking about a jackknife probably. No, this is, I mean, we, we, I had had the idea to talk about this. We did that episode on, uh, feminism with candy and Porsche, which is a really good episode. It was, I enjoyed it. Um, but I just
0: got, what did we call
2: it? Was it biblical? I think it, it was something it was just, it was anyways, so good so we it, don't even remember that's it. right so <laughs> it uh,
3: was good it was i enjoyed it a lot um but you know uh, the more and more um i don't know these social issues are coming out you know and a lot of people are making noise especially on the left and we, we're certainly not making this a political thing but it just does give you kind of things to talk about uh you know and and to kind of figure out where we stand as the church and things like that but you know there's been a lot of talk lately about like toxic masculinity and and things kind of become that a patriarchy and, yeah. you know, just like down with the patriarchy and burn it to yeah. the ground and, you know, they deserve it. And
0: so we're, g- we're going to have some conversation, but I certainly don't want this to be one of those, we are going to define a no, black and white stance not. or we're going to create doctrine. No, we're going to yeah, ask like, that.
3: We're going to ask the questions and, you know, hopefully stir up some thoughts, uh, some thought process. And, you know, honestly, just because I think that that's, it's just really cool, man, that w- what we do, we just, all we do is propose the question. We give right. our thoughts and then we leave it, you yeah. know, up to the father and to the son to we're decide gonna that. Stir the, kind of the thought pot,
2: yeah. And I would, I would love to just be able to kind of read off the same kind of. I just yeah. want people to know upfront. Define front, it. I, well, I, what yeah, I want to do is, is I want to let people know um, where we're aiming this arrow, the direction. Like, hey, here's here's kind of where this thing uh, might go. Um, should Here's go. Here's what we hope to do. Yeah, right. should go. So um, in today's episode, man, we simply want to address examples of toxic masculinity that exist within the church and outside of it and redefine masculinity from the example that we see uh, in the life of Jesus. So we want to look at Jesus' life. Um, and I think just a great way for us to kick this off would be to each just kind of not necessarily define, but what comes to y'all's mind when you hear the phrase toxic
4: masculinity?
2: And Derek, I'd love to hear you know from you. What do you got when you hear that phrase, toxic masculinity?
4: Well, I think when I hear the phrase toxic masculinity, it's probably defined. I, I, my def- definition probably comes a little bit more from the world than it ought to. That's kind of where that phrase seems to kind of come from, from yeah. cultural kickback. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Uh, I do. I do think that. Uh, and I, I'm not trying to jump ahead, but I, we have to get our we have to get this right. I mean, we want to we want to provide a, the proper framework for masculinity. Absolutely. And uh, we're better to do it than through the church, through what the the Lord is working through, and then hopefully, and with all kinds of these issues, a big part of my calling, and I think our calling is to help re-narrate that. Yeah. Yeah. Outside, back into culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're we're taking something that we're kind of getting from culture, but we want to re-narrate that in the Lord, yeah. and be able to distribute it back in a life-giving manner. So it's photosynthesis.
1: <laughs> kind <laughs> of like it's yes. taking
4: in <laughs> death. Yes, that's, well, that's right. in the death, <laughs> and then pulling out the. Iron. So really,
0: that's. I mean, we're talking about. Jesus as the example in all things, yes. and what Jesus did was when he came and walked the face of the planet, he was always um, correcting thought process and narrative concerning who God the um, Father yeah, was went. of course, he had to come and undo all the crap the Pharisees did and you know take off all the burdens and put people in his yoke right so right. we're always kind of redefining narrative and and um, trying to address the things that are um the, the narrative that we've picked up kind of from the world or other doctrines or theologies or whatever, and
4: always shifting, right? So it's very easy for us to be Pharisees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we, we have to be subject and, and open to his renewal. Right. Yeah. In a constant way.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so, so yeah.
1: what are you going
0: say? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> with the phrase toxic <laughs> ma- masculinity, really, that's a, it's a secular phrase. Mm-hmm. But it's it's, crep- it's actually a I mean it's, it's actually a social in, social, yeah. social justice
2: yeah. like yeah. you know kind of phrase as well. It's not even in the dictionary because it's a it's a so- social kind of issue that's come about. You can mm-hmm. look up masculinity and that's in the dictionary. You can't look up toxic masculinity because it's not. Might it's not an, in the dictionary. Right. It might be an urban hmm. dictionary. It is an urban, it's dictionary. An urban, dictionary. Dictionary. Yeah, it's urban dictionary. You are sure. wrong. Yeah. So. so what is Dang it? To, it. Read, uh,
0: read your definition from your paper that you have in front of you. Uh, well, well, the f- first thing because that I this isn't scripted. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> It's not It's not just
0: need you to like Chill out and let the Holy Spirit move bro So
2: masculinity So I want to define what Here's what the dictionary Defines masculinity as Webster defines masculinity as Okay Qualities or <laughs> attributes Regarding as characteristics Of men So attributes and qualities Of men This That's what mm, masculinity true. is um, And so Since we Are kind of taking this This phrase that is A, a worldly Kind of you know, phrase that's out there, definitely that's out there. Um, I actually read an article from the New York Times, and they actually defined toxic masculinity. So I'm not going to read the whole article. I'm just going to read the point where they actually define it. And they say, uh, so what does toxic masculinity or traditional masculinity ideology mean researchers have defined it in part as a set of behaviors and beliefs that include the following suppressing emotions or masking distress, maintaining an appearance of hardness, a violence as an indicator of power. Think tough guy behavior. In other words, toxic toxic masculinity is what can come of teaching boys that they can't express emotion openly and that they have to be tough all the time that anything other than that makes them feminine or weak. Um, no it doesn't mean that all men are inherently toxic so that's how they would define it as but
0: wouldn't it also kind of include the whole like men rule over women kind of thing like i rule over my wife i i can you know men can do more or better than women can in different situations like would that include that Yeah I mean
2: I definitely gotta, think you would I think you to. would have to and what that would come from it be would be this position of power this lording over okay, right. ruling yeah. oh. over I mean and that's something But I mean even to
3: go, even to go so far as like you know um behaviors in teenage boys, right. Always doing stupid stuff. Right. So, I mean, even that, even that pattern in its own right is kind of a, is kind of, it, it would, I mean, because it results in a lot of teenage boys deaths, right. Doing just stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that would also, I would, I would view that as toxic if it's causing death or things like that, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, just kind of incorporating that as well, where, I mean, I don't want it to be like a, a complete, you know, gender inequality. I want it to, you know, let's talk about the whole thing, you know, yeah, and, for sure. and, uh, but yeah, I kind of include that in there too
2: and i and i think a lot of us we get our views of what masculinity is from i mean our our dads, our fathers, who they were, and then also people who have been in positions of authority over us and have had, yeah. you know, and, also, and also, and also culture, also culture, society, well. uh, culture movies, well.
3: but I mean that the entertainment, that kind There's of stuff. The stereotypes, also has a, Exactly. Yeah. Well, it has a really, and they stereotype men, you know, as well as stereotype women, <laughs> you know, and I think that's kind of something that we battle as well as it's, it's, it's a cultural yeah. thing as well. So
0: let's, let's personalize this then. Um, and maybe Derek, I can ask you this question or I'll just present the question you guys can answer. Um, so growing up, where did you look in order to see what a man was truly like?
4: Well, my dad would right. be would be a good example. He was a sure. good man. Yeah. is a good man. He's not. Was. <laughs> he was. He's yeah, not right. anymore, <laughs> but he was. Glad, <laughs> glad he's still with us. Yes. What's his he, name? His name's Glenn. Glenn? Glenn Shore. Yep. Glenn. Yep. Glad he, you're with us, Glenn. He... he, 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 he treated my mom well. He uh, stood for values of character and trust and was a solid you know in a lot of, in a lot of those senses a very solid guy. Now I will also say this. He grew up in the farm community, grew up as the in a time when well, some of the ideals of what that New York Times article Mhm began to define as toxic, toxic, toxic masculinity kind of became a thing. Yeah. Uh, he didn't present himself as a tough guy, but definitely, uh, put your head down and just do it. Yeah. Kind of, kind of thing. And I'm not sure. That, so that became a source of some conflict. Yeah. I wasn't, didn't necessarily have that same. Some of those same qualities those or same characteristics qualities. and stuff. Yeah, Yeah.
2: So, for you, it was your father.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, same, same thing for me. Yeah. 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 No, right. I mean, I would, well, I would say the same. I mean, it's I mean direct it's it's the most direct the primary i mean
2: my my father was the man that i had the most access to in my life who i spent the most time with and so naturally looking and some of that stuff i didn't realize then but looking back now i realize oh this is the narrative of what a man is and what a man was supposed to be and for a a large portion of my life we weren't even believers you know our family Mm. we, we weren't christians and so um so i think masculinity is what was modeled in our house was was actually um this narrative of a provider um and and which this is it's a good characteristic but you know this narrative of providing my dad is one of the hardest working men that i've ever met i mean um my mom got pregnant when she was in high school what she was 17 or so and so yeah. my dad i think had just graduated high school he went to go work uh, down in houston in the shipyard oh. and you know working long 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 oh, days so he, dirty job. he went to go to work and he did exactly what he needed to do now on the flip, flipping dad if you're watching very i'm sorry i hope you don't take this as blue a, a you yeah. know as a as a i'm
0: no, he did criticizing what he had to you do. at all but yeah absolutely
2: but while my dad was also very present and very um Modeling, providing for his family, what literally breaking his body every day. That emotional aspect was actually... Uh Almost non-existent until after my dad began to follow Jesus, and then that kind of that's came the, after that.
3: That's the same thing with my dad too. Yeah, you know what I mean, he just—I mean, he did what he had to do. You know what I mean? And he worked. Him, he started from the bottom. Now he's here. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> true. Balling. Like because once he once he became a Christian, Mike's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he became, you know, I know very few people who have done an actual 180 from the time of conversion, and my dad's one of them. And you know, yeah, he's still he's, he's still walking the he's still walking the path back. You know what I mean? But I mean, he completely. Did a one eighty, and you know, and uh, our relationship got better, you know, after that, you know, because it wasn't so good, you know, early on in my life, because he was just like you said, he was always working, and and you know, the emotional kind of stuff just really wasn't there, and so not not like he never showed me affection, you know what I mean? But yeah, it just he you know he was so driven on 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 pro- provision that you know it kind of that was where he was
2: at, but now that he yeah. you
3: know he he flipped he flipped a switch or Jesus flipped a switch on him, and man, completely yeah. different guy, completely different. I also yeah.
2: think there's a a big part of this that's cultural too because even I'm, I'm looking at my dad and, and even Hispanics and I don't know how much you can co- contribute to this con- conversation. But yeah. I'm less, I'm less Mexican than you are actually. <laughs> so, so, it's true. But but yeah. even have in, a higher hi- percentage in the beating. Hispanic culture, I mean there's not this there's this this narrative that exists that is this you work, you work, you work, you work, yeah, you, weekends, work, right. work you work you party hard on the weekends and you work, and you work. work. Yeah. Sorry, and ahead. even Renata's that whole thing. So it's all about working hard and doing that. And, and if there was no emotional connection there from a father to his children or even, I mean, and in, 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 it's pretty common for that emotional connection. Connection to not even exist, spouse to spouse in the Hispanic cultures. I'm not. I'm not trying, but this is what exists. I think mostly right. it's the you work hard, yeah. you stay at home, you raise the kids, you take right. care of the house, yep. and then mm-hmm. I'm the man. I'm going to go to work. That's and a I'm traditional come home. narrative, and so that's it is kind of what. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and so talking about your feelings wasn't something that was ever really right. encouraged. Um, well, I think in I, our culture,
3: and I don't know how much I disagree with the traditional viewpoint of stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't think that that's a just in my mind, you know what I mean? And so now we're, we're, you know, in our culture and society right now, like gender inequality and all these things are, is a big deal, but I don't know where I stand on the traditional you know, I, I just don't view it as a as a bad thing. You know, yeah. like like okay, like doing what you have to do. You know, to yeah. to provide for the family and you know, I, I I, just I don't know. Yeah. Well,
2: in a lot of ways, that narrative is even flipped in our household because right now I'm staying at home with our kids and I'm a stay at home dad, and my wife is on the grind, man. She's yeah. she's making that my, money. W- my my <laughs> wife
3: makes more money than I do too. You it's, know? it's so. so, it's it's like... so
2: it's, but I think even that in that sense, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's an issue for them internally like me and yeah. I there I can't stay at home with the kids you know from a man's perspective and and a lot of shame with that but
3: yeah it, there's a stigma attached to it you know because yeah. of the cultural norm of the narrative that we've adopted too you know what I mean and I, I imagine cuz it was for me too like when I when I first got married to Jill you know I didn't have a car like my license was suspended for like or revoked for like 3 years man like it was so I went to work and I was, I was making like 12 dollars an hour you know my wife's over here you know balling. and what am I bringing so to me it was it was was like a I don't know I had this it was right an it, it yeah Making it, was, it, it was a systemic thing within me and I could feel it because it was like man like this isn't this isn't cool you know what yeah, I mean because right. it wasn't to me at the time and then you know I worked up to where I'm at now and so it's kind of it's not even but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know but I could definitely I can definitely relate to that because I because of the way that I felt and should I have felt that you know like I don't I, I
0: yeah you tell me so I, I kind of wondered Um, if, so I think I asked a question, like, what was your primary influence as a man? You know, like who did you look to? But I kind of wonder how much of maybe going to church, like, I don't know when you started going to church in your life, if it was during like formation formative years or not, but you know, I remember growing up. And going to a little Baptist church in Pasadena, Texas, right? It was just right outside of Houston. And uh, anyways, it was, um, right. (laughs) AD, ADC. Anyways, it was stupid. And uh, well, (laughs) in the church, there were deacons. And I remembered like it was the pastor who was like this venerated guy, like, oh, it's the pastor, right? But then there were these deacons and they, and honestly, the way I remember these guys is like, they were the important people in the church mm. and you know if you were wearing shorts and you weren't supposed to you would get a talking to and if you're in the back pew playing they'd come back there and say you need to pay attention boy man I you wish know? a
2: deacon would say something to me today <laughs> <laughs> come up come at me bro I'm a man you know <laughs> come at uh, me Deacon
1: does
3: it drive it, you nuts yes <laughs> I wish
0: you would yes I wish you would deacon. I wish a deacon would <laughs> I wish a deacon. Would, oh my gosh, that's funny! Wow. No, but honestly, I remember. So, so there were these male figures in the church. <laughs> sure. Oh my god! This. I'm are, sorry, are I'm you sorry, are go again Yeah. No, it's fine. We'll just hold on. We'll we'll let the audience get their no, no, laugh, no, too. the last stop. You're shaming me the way that too. my
2: teacher used to shame me. How's that? <laughs> Basically, make. Never mind. Yeah, we, don't we, need need no, we don't need a history lesson. Come you on.
0: Wanna pass notes? Read the note to the class, no, Christopher. I like you. Do you like me? Yes or no? You can slap my hand if you want. Ow. That was pretty loud, pretty loud. So anyways, in the church. So I kind of wonder if there's anybody out there, if you guys had any experience with seeing men leading in a certain capacity within the church. And if you ever looked at that and like there were aspirations of like, well, if I could be that or if I could reach that, that goal, you know, that goal or whatever, because I used to, I used to see the pastors in the church and the people who would speak on stage. And I would think I want to be a man of God like that. And really, the only thing that they were doing was like you know I mean they were teaching and preaching and stuff, but there was this you know uh false narrative, I suppose that if I made it there well then i I'm good, or i'm a man of God now like You know what I'm saying? Like if I could reach that platform, I'm going to be good. So I felt like I got a little bit of that kind of narrative in my head that, you know, I need to be a man of God. In order to be a man of God, I need to have a platform.
4: Yeah, I I, I would agree. I think that's not an unusual uh, kind of idea for a youngster to get growing up in the church. I would agree with that.
0: We should make our wish a Deaconwood t-shirts. <laughs> I wish a Deaconwood. Can you make a
2: sticker that you're the sticker king? I'll uh, slap that right yeah. on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wish a so I'm Deaconwood. looking over here, here at, this, Sorry.
3: at this report that Derek. Yeah, did. Derek. I want you to dive into no, something. Yeah, that, no, and, and I and honestly, I, I like bringing Derek on the show for you know for those issues like that and because we talk a lot about his social stuff too. And I've gained a lot of uh, wisdom and knowledge, and gleaned a lot of knowledge and wisdom from him because of because of other stuff that we've talked about and just kind of in these social issues it's just cool to cool to have somebody like Derek on here so i just kind of want to get his thoughts on it too like or where do you where do you where do you want to start off you know we asked a couple
0: questions but so let me just say that the the title of this episode is redefining masculinity so we want to try and bring a new kind of um us let's let's bring a different perspective so so then we should probably just like name off some talk some some stuff
2: well yeah i mean what are some what are some qualities of of like what are some qualities of toxic masculinity yeah and
0: let me let me back up a little bit too. so we've had some of our listeners send in some um topic requests and and suggestions that kind of thing, so we've yeah. kind of been w- running through that list, and we had one guy who was saying like you know, how do we you know i I need a teaching or I need someone to pour into me or whatever concerning like how to actually be a man. Um, as a Christian, like, how am I supposed to act? What am I supposed to do? Because, you know, again, there's these different narratives. And so really he was saying how, you know, what, what are the qualities, characteristics of how I'm supposed to be acting or living, you know, as a, as a male who believes in Christ, right?
4: Sure. Well, I I think even just in our discussion, one thing that becomes very clear to me is who should not define or be our model of masculinity. (laughs) And that is culture. So, uh, in, in looking, in thinking about this, one of the things that I found in defining masculinity biblically, Micah 6.8 says, "...He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love, kindness, and to walk humbly with your God." I think that's instructive. I think, I think everything that the article from the New York Times said about masculinity, you look at Jesus and you don't see any of that. Right, right. And so, uh, finding anyone who walks, who fits this, this biblical model from Micah of, of, Doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God—I think of Jesus as the archetype, right? For that, yeah.
0: right. So let's talk about that because toxic masculinity is a social justice issue, yeah. And so, so, what, so Scripture tells us, then, right? It says um, to do justice. And so let's just talk a little bit about what that looks like, because here's the thing, like I've, I've listened to a lot of sermons and I've even preached probably a lot of sermons where I say, here's what you should do, but rarely do I ever talk about how you should do that. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, you need to forgive, you need to forgive, you need to forgive, go forgive. And then it's just like, see you next week and come to the potluck on Sunday. And you're like, how do I forgive? And so maybe let's break it down. How do, how do we
4: do justice? Wow, that's a now we open now we open a big door. I, I, I think again I think if we follow God's design for masculinity and doing justice, I think we look to Christ as our guide and what did he do? He he oftentimes was found going for the guy who was the underdog, the person with with whom power was coming against and by power I don't mean necessarily legitimate power but but what we would what we the same types of power that we recognize now oh, insti- the power Institution. List. exactly yeah. he was the powerless was religious pitted against the institutional po- political, organiza- political exactly yeah. politics religion right. what's the unholy trinity politics religion and sex right Woo! i mean that's <laughs> so jesus was often found advocating and working for those who were finding themselves pressed down by that
0: right So ad, advocation, advocating, Mm -hmm.
4: advocating is absolutely a
0: voice to the voiceless, speaking up for those who can't speak for themselves, that kind of thing. And so practically then, like, you know, how do we, yeah, how do you do that? I mean, is it, do you, do you take up certain causes or, you know, do you focus on certain people groups or, I mean, just kind of as you navigate your life and then you run into situations,
4: do you? You know, I think there's a way to just walk your to walk through your life in a manner of trying to uphold what's just and what's right. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, I'm I have friends that are advocacy people with sure. organizations. Right. I don't think I'm called that way. I'm called a pastor. So what do I do as a pastor? I still look out for the people whose voice isn't being isn't being heard very well and try to help their voice be heard try to minister that to them to raise them up uh, but it's just a matter of how I walk my life yeah
2: exactly i mean and we all we see the cause of the widow orphan and the poor exactly. that's that's pretty pretty dominant i mean throughout throughout the Bible and you know, how many when was the last time that you've you, I mean us or anyone else has taken up the cause? And and that doesn't mean we necessarily need to run around with a banner and do all that stuff, but it, maybe we even rephrase it, when was the last time you loved the poor, a widow? The orphan, you know, that type was shown tangible love and that's in a, that way. That's
0: a good question because it all, do, it does boil down to love. Love will lead you to take up the cause of the oppressed mm-hmm. and take up and, and to do justice. Love, um, what's the word, uh, fuels. Yeah. Love fuels yeah. justice. Yeah. And I don't think that.
3: I don't think necessarily that that's something you can just muster up inside of yourself. You know what I mean? I don't think we can be like, you know what?
0: <laughs> Today I'm going to do so much justice. I'm wake up, and I'm just going to
3: love my face off. You know what I mean? Because it's just right. not a, it's not especially for men. You know, uh, as defined by culture and society, or the 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 generations that have come before us, you know that loving is not like kind of one of those one of those forefront things that you put on put on and you wear around your neck. You know what I mean? It's 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 a bunch of other stuff, Uh, but love has to come from a place of uh, of position, like where you're at. You know, and it has to be manifested by the spirit of God, man, and and cultivate, cultivate. I think we can for 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 mustering up rather than I, I shouldn't use that, but I think um we can do our best to cultivate a heart that can that can grow that seed inside of us. But as far as the actual fruit of love, man, I just that that can't come from us, you know. It's the
4: Holy Spirit. Yeah. I, you know, that's I think that's I think it's not without you know, as it leads the list of the fruits of the spirit, I don't think that's without discreteness i there mean that's a it, it's a gift it's it's the main attribute that we recognize of god and it's a gift of god to those who who carry his spirit it has to lead lead that but that's not something we can muster right it's it's just yeah. a. it's part of it's part of being indwelt right
2: and this goes back to that character you know that the holy spirit i mean truly the holy spirit is is the entity the being that you know that 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 brings forth that fruit, the fruit of the spirit, that cause us to be all of those things, yeah. the opposite of our sinful nature, um, and in uh, the opposite yeah. of of what oh, our default kind of is to do. So let know, me but, ju-
0: let me make a statement then. The more we live by the Spirit, the the more we allow the Spirit of God to um, move through us and shape shape us, um, show us how to act. Uh, you know leading and guiding us being a right. counselor the more we do that the more the the more we walk in proper masculinity.
3: Right. Well, it takes us, it takes us back to our first, like, so God's leading us back to the garden, leading us back to our original, <laughs> oh, our original good. place. So the first Adam, the second Adam is Jesus. But the more and more we look like Jesus, Jesus is the perfect man. And so the more and more the spirit, we yield. And so I think that, you know, like we're talking about all this walk in the spirit stuff, you're like, well, how do you do that? And I think it's just yielding. Honestly, it's, a, and that's, that's tough. That's, that's tough enough it's, in its own right. It's, There's nothing yeah. else you need to do except for try to yield. You know what I <laughs> mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just, just get a little bit of yield in your life and see, you know, see how far you get, and get a uh, you know, as the spirit, as the spirit like cultivates it. and and those fruit become manifest in us, then we we start looking like the perfect man, yeah. right? That's the way masculinity, and so we're bringing it to Jesus, you know, rather early, but we're going to well, keep well, on okay, going. So but,
2: here, here's my question, though: is is that, you know, I and this may even take us off but i want to i want to throw this out there but is there such a thing as christian masculinity and christian femininity is that the word feminine christian feminist or Chris, femininity? Christian, yeah i don't i don't know but but that Or is it just we all move towards being like Jesus? Yes. And that crop, like, and it doesn't and isn't this gender specific thing as far as character goes and the characteristics and quality that we have. Now there are other aspects that I think that are just built into us uh, that are inherently like, like my son. I I didn't have to teach him how to make a stick a gun. Like he just did that. (laughs) But at the same time, my son also um, plays dress up with his with his mom's clothes sometimes and, his, and, you know, her earrings and jewelry. And, like, I, I think that that's a part of toxic masculinity that mm. can exist and say, no, no, you play with these sticks. You you don't do this one thing over here when there's really mm. innocence that's all in it. And, I think it's
3: fear, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, fear that my child is gonna become gay or whatever, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a fear-based mentality that's, that's got <clears throat> some deep roots roots in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and I, I agree with you mm-hmm. why.
0: So it's, you know, it's I, interesting, though, because, like, When you're asking the question, is there such a thing as Christian masculinity and Christian femininity or whatever, um, or is it just a character thing? I think, yes, I think it's both because, you know, we're all supposed to be conformed into the likeness of Christ. There's a scripture, is it in Ephesians where it says those he, he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of the likeness of his son, right? So we're all of our destinies are to be conformed into the likeness of Christ. And so it is a character thing, but where we get tripped up, I think is roles. When we start talking about roles, like R-O-L-E-S. Sure. So what is your role as a man? What is your role as a and, woman? And, that's and, a we better, start, yeah. and we start I drawing agree. a line that this is the role of a man and this is the role of a woman. The woman, this is where it gets messy because, right? I mean, it, yes, we're probably, a, probably right. talking a about, <clears throat> right, yeah. So yeah, what right. is the role of, and so we, we're going back to what we were talking about earlier about this narrative within cultures and society where it's like, well, I'm the man, I'm supposed to work and you're the woman, you're supposed to stay home. Right, so even within the church, that has crept in, and I mean, we have all sorts of conversation. It's the egalitarian, complementarian conversation, you know, and it's well. Let me, let me, it gets uh, a little messy.
2: Even let me just make it even a little (laughs) messier. Not only do I think has it crept in there, but has it? Is it possible that it's even crept in biblically by taking the cultural backdrop that is within the Bible and then putting some of that on us? Does that make sense yeah, like no, there, there's this cultural backdrop that exists in the Bible with, that, with slavery it's, women it's, not being it, permitted pa- to do it's things it's patriarchy
3: and, I mean it's you, the patriarchy Yes. and Derek and I had had a couple conversations on this as well about the patriarchy because there's a lot of questions and even in even in the Christian realm as well 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 you know the, well they just called God the father because it was patriarchy and that's all yeah. but you know Jesus called him father so if mm-hmm. we're going back to that but so the, like at the patriarchy can you like can you shed some light on that Derek a little bit Cause you're a lot better at church history and stuff like that than I am, for sure.
4: Well, I, it's kind of funny. I was mentioning this podcast to one of my professors, Dr. Harstein. You should have brought we, him. We, we talked about... We want a, pro- we, we, we a Dr. Professor on? <laughs> yeah, uh, then,
1: we'll, we'll, then, we'll, we'll
4: then we can give up. him a shirt we'll that work says, work I wish you would. You'll be our honorary doctor. Right. <laughs> Dr. Derek yeah, yeah, Shore here too today. that's too much for me. That's okay. too much. So he, he said, well, okay, so what's the <laughs> alternative? It's like, well, yeah, what's, yeah, what's, that's, uh, yeah. What's it? <laughs> everybody talks about patriarchy and there's some people that talk about it in a positive way. And then now there's kind of this current move to talk about it in the what negative. way. What, what is it? He yeah. looked at me, he just said, Derek, Why? what's the alternative? Yeah. Matriarchy. May- Anarchy? Anarchy. I mean, where, yeah. where, where, what other key where, are we talking about? Exactly. Where is that going? Malarkey? I mean, patriarchy <laughs> basically is defined as just a system in which society, the father or the eldest male becomes the head of the family and mm-hmm. the birthrights take place through that. So, okay, that's that's a system. Uh, I, I think part of the conversation we hit on: Are we talking about gender ideals? Or are we talking about the way mm. our roles should be? Mm. And I think oftentimes there's like a confusion when we talk yeah. about when we idealize a gender role. Well, I go to Colossians where it says here there is no male or female, female yeah. Greek or Jew. I mean, in in the yeah. kingdom, we are there is an, a leveling out. Yeah. Uh, of us all agree we're in the kingdom and yeah. so I, I think we we want to it, it, otherwise we're throwing out hyperbolic statements mm-hmm. or kind of you know so what is the alternative to patriarchy i don't know that there is one yeah i don't know that we have to fight for one but i do think that as men we need to learn how to b- do better being a man which starts with with serving yeah yeah didn't Jesus come to exactly. serve us, mm-hmm. and and right. and there's lots of uh, <coughs> biblical so, influence in that. hupatasso we go under for the purpose yes, of lifting yes. the other up. What's the word you used? to Define that for the, me. That's that's coming I, under I be- and lifting up. Yes, it's. I believe. Is it it's, like I, La- what is it? Latin, it's Greek. That's it's Greek, Greek, but I think that, that I think that that's actually a nautical term, where going beneath for the purpose of lifting the other up that's that's service that's what we're called to do yeah and as men uh you know of course you you, i do a lot of weddings and one of my kind of a a wedding work together joke is (laughs) that that you know men like to talk about that first corinthians where the wife should submit but you we we can't leave out we have to love our wives as Christ loved the church <laughs> yeah. and gave, gave himself. himself up. Yeah. We have to, our, the leading of a manly, the manly, the biblical manliness that I see the leading is actually giving it's up, up. ourselves, Right. So, yeah.
0: so I've talked about some of this in the past. Um, I, I have a couple things that I want to say, so hopefully I can get them all out. But I've talked about flipping this leadership paradigm on its head. So that if we look even in Ephesians 4, and we look at the whole APES model, prophets, mm-hmm. prof- apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, it says are given, That's a, they're a gift given to the church, to the body for the purpose of equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And so this apostolic, prophetic, evangelistic, you know, shepherding teaching um, role within the body of Christ is to equip saints, not to lead at the top level of an organization. And so take, right. So take that, that, Organizational structure, which is typically a pyramid, he's at the top, and then he's got good, everybody man. under him. And you flip that sucker yeah, upside right. down, yeah. and you are under lifting others. Okay, okay, okay. So this yeah. is this
2: is this is perfect. I know you had some other, but I yeah yeah yeah. So, but here is what happens. Even in the even in the, con, the current contemporary model that that people are the expression of church that we have right now is you. It it is the other way. It is this pyramid. It is about this mostly usually a man that's at the top of this system and it's this power structure there's this power structure to where young men like you and me when we were teenagers we saw that and we aspired to be in this position of we didn't realize it at the time but what was attractive i mean was was power this this is a this is a man that is in this position and i want to aspire to be like that now what I think can often end up happening is, is, is we look at that and then that gets, that just gets completely distorted and completely flipped upside down. And it's not necessarily the right way that we should be looking at that. Um, what was the last, the last comment that you just said a little while ago about, about, about everything. That you oh, said? I had something to say. Yes.
0: Oh yeah. So I was going to read, um, a comment from Andy on uh, Facebook and he says, I think that masculinity needs to look like giving up power platforms, mm-hmm position, etc., for others, maybe, and probably those who have less credentials. Um, and so I've looked up the scripture, um, if I can find it now, for, you know, the grace of which our Lord Jesus Christ, that uh, though he was rich yet for your sake, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. That's Second Corinthians 8, 9. And yeah. so I think that scripture gives us an image of what Andy's talking about, right? So we we give up ourselves like Christ gave himself up for the church, right? We do that for our wives. And Jesus, though he was rich, became poor so that other, others might become rich. He left his heavenly dwelling, came to earth, took on the form of man. You know, he was born into a manger like you know, a trough like where animals would eat (laughs) and you know what I'm saying? So he took the form of a servant, right? He came (laughs) to serve. And so, yeah, that whole, that whole consideration of how do I get low? How, how do we get low? How do we come, come off of our platform, get off of our pedestal, get, you know, push ourselves down essentially. And it's not like it's humbling ourselves, right? Not thinking more of yourself more highly than you ought to think. And then looking around and how, how can we help others? Right. How can I, who have, who live in, um, the United States of America and am a middle class <laughs> citizen or whatever, like, how can I look around me and find those opportunities and be led by the spirit to, to get under, to get low. Right. And it's, I mean, Jesus, the, the, um, the most dangerous S word isn't Satan or sin itself, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. and so absolutely. we have to crucify ourselves daily and. And so we humble ourselves, we get rid of pride, we get rid of arrogance, we look around at those uh, around us who need that which we have to give, and then we give it, right? Hmm. That's what I had to say.
1: Yeah. And I'll okay.
4: that. For me, that's a voice giving a voice. A couple, three weeks ago, there's a, a specific lady in our congregation that has blogged and has just great insight. Scripturally, it? has great has a has great insight in <laughs> humility and in the heart of the Lord. And I've been on on it to get have give her pulpit time right for right. a couple of years now, and so that happened. A couple of weeks ago oh gosh, which amazing. was just a really cool thing for me. I loved being able to I loved sitting down and listening to Amanda bring the word yes. and what yeah, she had right, to say right. from her perspective. Sure. And so that's I I I think you know it's really easy as a as a pastor and yeah, you're kind of there and so somebody's kind of has to is kind of responsible for making things happen each week right, or whatever right. being leading and in charge but i always try to what, what do you think what draw drawing other people in and and it's hard because i have things of, of my idea and where i think is best but often i want i need to train myself to release that from myself that burden, yeah, and I want to hear from somebody who's not usually heard from, dude. And I, what I do they have agree to
2: with you yeah. 100%. That's something that I wrestle with and struggle with. If there's a void, I, I will fill it. Like, I, yes, I you exactly. know, I will put my voice in there, I'll put my ideas in there. Like, I'll lead, no one's gonna lead it. I'll lead it. I yeah, got this. Right. Like, when oftentimes, I mean, that even in itself can be it can be a good thing, but oftentimes it ends up yeah. sort of being lopsided, to, yeah, to it's wear, just lopsided, it is. Yeah. It, it's more beneficial for our character and development to take a step back and to give others a platform, yeah. which is hard to do. But I think hard.
4: it's worthwhile, a worthwhile endeavor.
0: Right. Oh, absolutely. So we've made a switch <clears throat> recently. Um, like I, I honor pastors and preachers and teachers who have gotten credentialed and gone to seminary and been taught and studied and done their time and all that stuff. And, and, uh, you know, they're qualified obviously by the spirit and through study and discipleship and all that by the spirit of God to, to teach and preach and lead and have that primary platform. Um, but my personal conviction as of late has been that the pulpit within our, family gathering. Yeah. Cause that's what I'm just calling yeah. our Sunday mornings. Mm, now yeah. we're just a family of people getting together. I don't have to perform. I don't have to yeah. put together some sort of yeah. service that I'm going to try mm. and evoke some sort of something. Right. right. So, um, I have, I have taken the power away from the pulpit essentially and said, this is not something to be right. um, acquired or, or, pre, you know, you don't have to live up to a, some performance to, to, be to be here, here. Yes, oh, yeah. aspire to right. it. Like you Somebody, we put it this way. There was a bunch of us one Sunday morning and uh, Jonathan, our worship leader, He, he gets up there and we were kind of preaching and teaching into this whole open sharing format because Mm -hmm. we want to hear from everybody. And so it's, Mm -hmm. it takes a shift. We got to break people out of the mentality that, you know, I'm the guy and I bring the word and then you just sit there and you listen, right? That's our personal conviction. That's the way we're moving right now. So Jonathan, he said, all right, everybody think about how long you've known the Lord. And then um, we'll just go around the room and you guys talk about, you know, tell me, you know, a number, a couple Good. of years. So he asked me how long and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, 24 years or something crazy and or 18 years, whatever it is. Um, and, uh, next person, 10 years, 12 years, 30 years, two years, five years, seven years, 22 years, 34 years. And we added all the numbers up and we're like, we have 167 years worth of experience with God. Collectively, yeah. He goes, versus you, Jason, who you're kind of the pastor, you're kind of the teacher, and how long again for you? Oh, 18 years. Yeah. So do you want to hear from always from 18 years worth of experience with the Lord and it's one relationship? Or do you want to hear 167 that's years case, worth that's of experience? Really right? That and I was good. like, boom, mind blown. Yeah. So everybody can contribute and the collective wisdom and the collective experience right. is a greater image of, right. of God at work in the lives of men than Absolutely. just one person that's good right because so, it, it's so
3: narrow man like it's so narrow putting somebody on the and I mean I, I know kind of this is you know and a lot of people especially myself man I'm kind of moving away from man like when did this start like when did, since when did one person start standing up and you know everybody else just sits and listens man and, you know I think and just give a lecture you know what I mean but it Makes it so narrow because it relies off of one person's perspective, man, and the one thing that they've lived through. You know what I mean? And Jason's been through a lot, I'm sure, but he could he couldn't possibly, you know, cover the ground of of uh, of a woman or you know but, a, or a marginalized person but or, think a, of or the a pressure, per- that, yeah, and that that's a lot of pressure. Under yeah,
0: to have all the answers so to one, all things for all time,
3: right? And so, but it's everybody collectively putting that together, and man, Jonathan, do you, kudos to him because that that's that's you know that blows my mind. I mean, yeah. just even thinking about that, man. But everybody. Supporting the same thing because we're using yeah. the, and it's a gifting thing too, man. It's allowing the spiritual gifts to be made manifest so that that can be made manifest in that specific body, you know. But relying off one person is so narrow, you know. So, yeah. think
0: about that. Let's consider that again in the role. Uh, and we were talking about roles, like you know, the role of a woman in a church, which we that was that was the name of our podcast, the role of women in church. There you go, and uh, and and the role of men. Like, I understand that men are typically more likely in this paradigm to lead and teach and do those kinds of things. But in order like, I, I have, I find it very difficult to look at my wife and, and say, you have less potential in the spirit than I do because of my genitalia. God,
2: you know what? Not,
4: yeah. not only that, yeah. dude, but... I, I mean, know I'm, better I'm, than to do wow. that to my wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or else you'll
4: have
1: no in genitalia.
0: This, in this, I mean, what if that's the statement you had to make? Like, you say, oh, well, I'm this or I'm that. Here's what I believe about the role of women. Okay, well, then let's just put it this way. Would you look your wife in the face and say, you have less potential in the spirit no. because of your genitalia? Dude, and, and this no. is
2: something that gets, Ouch. Me, it gets me so... Fired up because Uh-oh. you know what? Let's just be honest. How many men are really stepping up and leading in a church and really doing anything?
1: Yeah, Dude, Not very many. Do so and, much. And they so do.
2: how then are we going to look at a woman who clearly loves God, who who has drive to do something, and then tell her, ah, uh, you know what? You know what Paul said. Paul said that. Sorry, you need to you need to take a seat and yeah. you need to be quiet. And and we we take the Bible and we make it an American book Man. and we look at this cult like we, we take their cultural power. backdrop. And we place it on America, and we disregard mm-hmm. so like uh, we just read it for what it is. Not like we just, even
4: just American, but completely taking that one part of Scripture out of context. Uh, it, there it's was so problems he was dealing with yeah, right there, problems, yeah. and that they were specific to the context, and yeah. that's what was written. There was a lady named Priscilla who he mentioned multiple times, mm-hmm. and we don't have. We don't have an absolute on this, but she's likely an elder. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean she's mentioned first a couple times. She's got a church in Rome, a house church, yep. and Paul talks about her. And we, we take this one thing and we apply it
1: we, broadly, it's a, it's a and it was a never a generic meant, blanket statement. Yes.
2: So the other thing, too, that people <clears throat> get is think about the culture of the time. Yeah. For a woman to stand up and to, I, I mean, that would put her life in jeopardy, yeah. to stand up and take any authority over men in a public manner. I mean, yeah. you're talking about her potentially being killed and sought out by people. And so maybe it wasn't this you are less than type yeah. of thing, but I mean. We don't look at things from that no. angle. Well, yeah. and certainly
4: the church was the redefiner. I mean, yeah, right. Jesus flipped everything. Yeah, exactly. he, I what mean, you didn't talked he, about I mean, was on the outside and culture, Jesus, but the church split that a, over Je- and empowered. Right. Jesus yeah. gave
3: a voice to women. That's you know right, what right. I mean? Right. Honestly, it was, the the the, the
0: bear the gospel,
3: You're the Christ. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> was real.
0: He was a paradigm
3: crusher. Yeah, he was. And you know, and and with it within the context of that culture, man, you see Jesus giving actually giving a voice to women. You know what I mean? And if he was here to uphold patriarchy and up here uphold masculinity, he would have got he would. have. Ruled with an iron fist. He, he would have let that woman get stoned to death by those people. And I don't mean exactly. that, <laughs> would have stoned yeah. to death. I mean, like, you know, stoned to death. You mean dropping dude. rocks. Yeah, dropping rocks. Well,
0: man. let me, I've, I've been wanting to. We got we, a couple questions. Yeah, yeah well, th- we, we got had some, some really comments. good commentary on you yeah, yeah, here. here. So, yeah, so we're going to start with Emmy. And yeah. uh, she says, Yo, coming at this from, here, let's see if we can pull it up so you guys can I'd read it too. too. So it says, Yo, coming at this from a different perspective as a woman, I think that one of the things I grew up hearing about what men should look like is Jesus in the sense that he was strong and carried our burdens and sins, but I don't think I was ever taught to look uh, for how a man could be broken because Jesus did not sin. So I grew up, and I think many of us grow up with a model for men, Jesus, that no man can actually meet. And as I pray through this sort of stuff, I think about how much more important uh, then rather looking for a man that looks like Jesus, I would rather look for qualities, a person that fully acknowledges how he falls short of who Jesus is. So instead of looking for qualities that are close to perfection, what seems more important to me is the humility of knowing there's yeah, no man as perfect, yeah. as perfect as Jesus. Hopefully that makes sense. So yeah, like she's Dang, having to look to dude, Jesus as what a man is, but Jesus was perfect in every way. And so na- never really realizing that man, us humans are flawed.
4: Right. Yeah. And yet, in, in a world where real men didn't cry, we're told Jesus wept. Mm. In, in, a, in a world where they, probably they just t- cut a lot of onions toxic <laughs> masculinity really did rule, Jesus compares himself to a hen
1: mm. in yeah, Matthew. Yeah, he he's does. gathering oh, yeah. gathering
4: chicks under her wings. Uh, in a weeping-using world, Jesus tells Peter not to use his sword. Yeah. Uh, Paul looks at the... At the example of Jesus and describing what a spirit-led male household looks like, and it's a servant. So I, I think I think Emily, I was that Emmy or Amy? Emily? Emmy was Amy. is right it's on. Amy. I think for one, we have to we have to be careful of how we frame Jesus. Otherwise, yeah. we apply fake, improper masculine. Right. Characteristics upon him, yeah, and he 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 wasn't he was absolutely perfect and without sin, but he cared his heart.
1: Mm. Do
2: you know? Do you know what's super interesting is that the word um, that is used whenever Jesus was being crucified—that same word that they use for pierce—is actually um, a a. Demasculite, masculizing word that i don't, I don't even know if that's a word but it's basically a word that that strips away all masculinity sure. i mean it it I don't know what that was. So it, it's super interesting that even in that sense, yeah. when Jesus' body was broken, he is at he is is what many would consider and what the Bible would define him in this in this place of not
4: being masculine. He's completely vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. We, it's absolutely... This absolute, was, but, this this was uh, uh, the, uh,
3: the story or the Stations of the Cross uh, yeah. uh, that Jeff preached on this because he was completely stripped naked. All Oftentimes yeah, right. we see well, pictures of Jesus. He's got the loincloth off, nope, but he was no. completely butt yeah. naked. Well, you know think I mean? about...
0: So in the Jewish complete she, that, vulnerability man yeah. so
3: if we're if we're talking about like a characteristic of of even i mean in a feminine sense right would not vulnerability kind of fall into a characteristic of of Jesus
4: no of of like i don't know cuz it I says think, it was a I big, think I think it would be a, a very good characteristic of Jesus yeah uh, i don't think oftentimes we view vulnerability pejoratively negatively Yeah. i, I think True vulnerability. You know, we talked. I think it was last time about cruciformity. Cruciform lives, Remember, yeah. Jesus's arms are strapped to the cross. He's not in a position of defensiveness or offensiveness. Yeah. And that's how he. And he, what does he tell us to do? Take up our cross. Mm. We approach people with our arms open, and that means they can rack us in the if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that we're, we're we're vulnerable to that. I don't have to defend myself. I mean,
2: it's, it's absolutely not a position of power. That's right. No, No, not at all. Not the way we see power. Not the way we see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Not the way that society or even, I mean, even some of that. And there was a buddy of mine, um, who, man, he had a comment. I wish, um, I wish I could go back yeah, and read it. Our, our, we our lost Facebook, our feed, but it's yeah, fine. Our Facebook Live Dang, guess, yeah. isn't live anymore. No,
0: he said something about um, toxic masculinity. He basically
2: it, said toxic masculinity exists in churches whenever men uh, in leadership tell things like a woman to like, no, you need to stay in your abusive relationship, yeah, well, that's, and, you need to, and you need to do uh, that. And and uh, man, that that happens. Uh, like that's a narrative. Hurts. Yeah, that it, is. yeah, it cuts me to the core. Yeah. You know, when when uh, and I've heard stories like this. Women yeah. who will go to the deacons or to the elders or to whoever someone in a position of power Oops. and they'll say hey Crying I'm being abused help. this is happening and they say yeah. and they basically say well are you doing xyz and they they put it back on her yeah. and gosh that yeah. is so victim so shaming if we're going to right
4: use yeah yeah. it's it, victim or, I mean, shaming yes. in the world I, you know lord help us
2: and so what are man For so that, that's an extreme and, and but i wouldn't say that it's uncommon no. i know that it exists yeah. what are some other forms of toxic masculinity that have crept into the church that exist with people and and or it might even be encouraged not necessarily verbally but through the actions of leaders you know what are some of those things that have crept into the church i don't know if you guys have anything that come to mind
4: all right I, yeah i'd have to uh, that's a good question though that's that's yeah. one to that's one to explore uh, it has I mean, a lot right? to
3: do with with you know uh, subjugating women i believe yeah. you know there's i mean uh, those are the real you know uh, examples that i really think of is just you know the, like you know kind of stifling the voice of women or, you know, things like that, or even, or even like abusive relationships, but not only that, but like an unhealthy submission. Well, I'm the man. And yeah. Yeah. And I think the submission
2: thing is, is a really big thing to where, you know,
3: you know and we talk and just like we talked about earlier, like they're called to be submissive in a sense, you know what I mean to to their husband, you know what I mean because it's an act of humility, okay yeah. for trying to be like Jesus, humility is going to be it, but let's not forget man we in 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 and I'm not saying you, this is a gender inequality thing, but yeah. for the most part, we have the lion's share of of humility because we're called to die okay yeah. for for her, you know yeah. what i mean and and I don't ever see Jesus lording you know anything over people like that right right. I see him lording over people because he died for them you know yeah. what I mean and that's where lordship in my mind is established because or or true leadership and and the and the, and a true characteristic like that because you have to die for it man and, right you know and um just the way that we subjugate women and like let me tell you like we were talking about you know women in the church and stuff but you know leave it to a good woman's love, man, to change a man's life forever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like women, women like that, you know, are, are, are life-changing, you know, and I, I, I heard something recently that said, man, behind, behind a lot of moves of God is a praying mom or a praying wife Absolutely, or a praying yeah. daughter, you know yeah. what I mean? And like, yeah. and so to me that mentalized, it's cause it's true, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I, and I know for a long time that the only reason that I'm still here is because the, the prayers of my mom, you know right, what I mean? And right. that it would have broken Dude, for her for in now. half, it would have broken her in half had the Lord taken me, you know <laughs> And so, and so I think about that and I think about the strength that it takes for women, you know, to, 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 to kind of, you know, as we're trying to shift, you know, all this stuff, like this, the strength of women to be put in that position, to, but to, but to keep keeping on like that, you know, even yeah. as the paradigm is trying to shift and as there are people and we're giving a voice to it right now, obviously, you know what I mean? And, and, and I think, um, and we, I had seen a couple other comments on there, um, about you know white men and white privilege and things like that, so I, we're not really going to address that. But I think, not in the sense Today. that, not, not, yeah, not in the <laughs> sense that we're talking about. We're going to go off about white white privilege and what it is and what it isn't. But but in a sense that within these social within these social issues, uh, Derek and I had a conversation one time. Um, he and I and I bring this up frequently because it blew my mind. He has a friend who was in Tennessee, right? And what is and she she enacted legislature oh, yeah. Yeah. essentially uh, for when Samuel Jackson led the Trail of Tears. Yeah. Andrews Andrew a- Andrews yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, I what had did me, you I, say I had
1: me a Samuel Samuel <laughs> Jackson, Samuel, Jackson.
3: <laughs> It was not you didn't Samuel say Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> no, I did. Everybody knows that's the one but that we mean. What's in your wall? So, so um, Andrew Jackson, you know, led the Trail of Tears, which was a purpose, uh, basically a death march on purpose in the middle of winter, so that they could have they can invoke as many as mass ca- mass casualties as possible. But this woman that he knows enacted legislature. Okay, wrote up a legislative wrote, wrote, a yeah, wrote legislation. Essentially, what happened is she got the American Indians together, and they issued. A formal apology they acknowledged what had happened and they issued a formal apology and to me in that mind or in my mind I was like wow like you know this white privilege stuff or or you know the, the you know the slavery that we've that we've you know all these atrocities that have been happening by by white men and by people in general i'm not even going to go cuz it's it's not white men problem it's an everybody problem because everybody is like that you know and uh, but forgiveness is the only way that any of that is going to be made correct you know what i right. mean we're not talking about reparations or doing this or doing that like yeah. what what can we do to make sure that you pay for what you did honestly that's not forgiveness that's revenge yeah. you know what i mean and that's and forgiveness is the only thing that can right those wrongs. But that was a powerful story to me because it was a social issue, but they acknowledged it and it was forgive us. So in in my mind, like as a man, you know what I mean? And as, 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 like I said, as this paradigm, we're trying to shift this paradigm. Like we should be apologizing truly and repenting, repenting of, of yeah, what yeah. we of yeah. what we have made the church into, particularly in our culture, you know what I mean? And and uh, the way that we've used our power, we've abused our power, and we've lorded it over women. Like, I, I would like, I would say, you know, because I even, in my mind, you know yeah. what I mean, I can recognize places in my life where that narrative has reared its head, sure. and I was wrong for sure. it. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And so, in that instance, I, I think, honestly, the, the apology is issued, you know what I mean? And we want to move past that. You know what I mean? And we want to move closer to Christ. Gosh.
4: And I I think to do that, one of the significant things has to be, and that's why I understand, I I have a friend named Sarah Bessie. Shout out to her who wrote a book called Jesus Feminism. And I think her her point wasn't to elevate women or just make women into something they're not but there has to be a call a clarion call that hey there's something wrong here there's right. this is and right. we we have to acknowledge that we as men have to acknowledge that call, recognize it, and and yes. give permission for that voice, or not. We don't have to give permission like they need permission. We need to just shut up and listen to that voice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Without calls. without trying to justify. You right. Know, oh, well, well, well. You yeah. know what I mean. But like to be like you said, vulnerable.
4: Yeah, messed That's, up. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's it's, I it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. So what? What? One of the quotes that I I have here that Sarah had written written down that. Was I, I thought was a pretty powerful quote. Often, when a woman exhibits leadership, she's accused of having that Jezebel spirit. Mm. I look forward to the day when women with leadership and insight, gifts and talents, callings and prophetic leanings are called out and celebrated as a Deborah instead of silenced as a Jezebel. Yes.
2: Mic drop right there. Yeah. man. So,
4: <laughs> so there's you. You want some examples? Yeah. That's I, and I,
2: and I think that that's a primary example within the church. And it, it man, dude, it it starts with this position of, of power and 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 i think weaponizing the scripture mm-hmm. and using it oh, using it offensively and and not to to truly find out what it is but i mean pastors all day long and i and i've been guilty of this too True. Of, of standing in front of people and teaching one thing that looking back on it now i'm going God, I'm sorry. Lord, I repent for being reckless with your word and and not doing my research and just saying that it says this when it doesn't. What ends up happening is, is that... I think that that's where a lot of the ab- abuse, I mean, is what it is, kind of yeah. comes into play with lording over women and making them feel less than they are. And I think that that's the toxic masculinity that exists sure, within the churches. Sure. we're up here, you're down here. Yeah. And not only are you down here, the Bible says you're down here. Know so, your role. So that's you better worst, stay down there. Yeah. It that's is the is worst. The worst. Taking, that's,
3: that's the Pharisee right there, it's man. It's taking you know?
2: a position of authority and abusing it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is, and so I don't necessarily know how to combat that except for uh, the church beginning to police its, itself, yeah. and we have to police our own, and we have to be willing to, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you step on a social platform like Facebook and call a pastor out in the comments that looks like you going and having coffee <laughs> with with someone and saying, hey, you said this, and I love you. I don't know that I agree with this, and I yeah. actually think that there's some some really big things going on in sure. your heart that we need to address. Yeah, that's where change starts when we begin to police our own.
4: Or sit and ask, tell me your story. <laughs> yeah. Ta- tell me yeah, exactly. Something came up there. Why? How does that? How, how does this? What is? What do you see? Jesus I, I know was I a can master of yeah, asking questions. Great. Yeah,
2: master of it, yeah. and I really like that. If we can position ourselves to ask questions because I'm pretty sure they all have a story like we do to where, mm. I mean, that's very likely that that they learned how to be a man from their father and not mm. everybody has the narrative that we all have. Some people had it, had it rough. Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I, I was, I, I'm, I, I recognize my privilege in a lot of ways every day. I was privileged not only to, to culturally, financially, but I was also privileged to have a, Mom and dad that modeled good parenting and love and and well so, nowadays even having a dad around is Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. That so that becomes it's kind a kind of a becomes a issue. whole issue. What I'm have sorry. we allowed men to become? What is the church and even again in the name of weaponizing the yeah. Bible, what where have we where have we given men permission to abuse, uh abandon? Gosh you know, yeah. It,
2: it makes me sick, and it and it hurts my stomach because behind that weaponization, there are amens from people who don't even know, and yeah. they're you know they're they're supporting, and but they think this is how it's been. They think yeah. that this is what it's how it's supposed to be, and, and it it just it breaks my heart. Especially, are we all are we all parents around the table? Yeah, I I, try. So so I look at I look at my children. I have a son and daughter, and uh, and I, I look at my son, and I just think about him and think about how do what example do I want to set for my son? Yeah. And, and what kind of man do I want to be? And a lot of that, going back to what I said earlier, has to do uh, what I want for my son as a man is exactly what I want for my daughter mm. as a woman. Yeah. And, and that is to, to follow Jesus, to, to have the, the fruits and the Spirit developed in each of them to love others to serve others it's a lot of the same characteristics of jesus now i mean we can talk you get into some roles and stuff like that as far as you know the kind of husband and and things like that they're a little different but there's a lot of crossover and a lot of that again has to do less of what i think it means to be a man or a woman and looking at the life of jesus and how he loved others how he served others how he 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 lived out meekness which was not something that was you know Even popular, popular right. thing in the Bible.
4: I, so. I like it. I like that you, that w- what you said and bring it up. I grew up in a generation where, where there was kind of this call to uh, pray for your kid's spouse. And pray that the yeah. Lord would have this right one, and they'd be cultivated kind the of this right purity, way, and this all, all all yeah, movement, this is, yeah. yeah, all that. And you know, I've learned to say, you know, I'll, and I, I do want to pray for that, but I want to pray that my kid learns how to be a good spouse. Yeah, I right. want to pray that my kid yeah. is a godly, serving, uh, you know, not not uh, lording, not my son lording it over, not. But, but loving properly, giving himself, I want to, if I raise kids to be good spouses, that other stuff's going to fall into line. How do you,
0: how do you raise a child to be like selfless?
4: You know,
3: like I just thinking about it, like, yeah. Cause I mean, you can't, I I mean, kid, you can, you don't have to teach a kid to be selfish. You know what I mean? Give me that toy. That's mine. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But like, I just, you know, I was thinking about this. And like this is more of the narrative that we've adopted, you know what I mean? And I can view it in my mind. I just like, you know, I love my son, man, and I and I kiss that boy all the time. And in my mind, in my mind, I started think having thoughts the other day. I was like, oh, do I kiss him too much? You know what I mean? No. But like. No. It, and I, I just kind of had this like thought that man, this is like this is teaching him to be sensitive. You yeah. know what I mean? And so seeing mommy and daddy that like have this un yes. un like I I spare no expense for my affection of my son. Right? And dude, I mean, isn't that the story of of the father himself? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And and uh, you but like th- that's just that more of that narrative like coming in like why would I even ask that question? If I can do I do I kiss my son too much? You know I mean? All the I kiss I said, give daddy a kiss. You know what mean? I mean?
2: I'm we're a super affectionate. Well, I'm very affectionate with both of my children. I'm very affectionate with my wife, and and I cuddle and love and kiss and hug and and hold my. And I'm starting to see him adopt and even her adopt those same characteristics. Yeah. And I'm oh, going, yes, I awesome. always ask my daughter.
0: Thank you. I always ask my daughter if her favorite pizza is smoocharoonies with cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I want some of that with cheese. <laughs> you serving that up today? Yep, serving <laughs> it up it's, hot. It's on deck. <laughs> I,
4: I think one of the issues that we're we've, we're fleshing out. Here. <laughs> Skyler
3: said, "Listening by faith, not by sound." Now it's <laughs> on again.
1: Uh, oh, it's well,
4: all right. One it's of cool. the things I is. think we've we're, we've uncovered is that our our real. Uh, thing we we should be seeking is interdependence rather than independence whether that's yeah. male or female as when we seek interdependence you know when i seek to be led by the lord i don't lord it over you i don't lord it over right. anybody i'm interdependent they you everybody has things to offer and i have things to offer and we put those things together and that's the that's the fruit of the spirit laid out on the table
0: So let's maybe just call it what it is. Toxic masculinity is a result of sin in man. Sure.
4: Sure. I mean, it just
0: comes from pride, pride, arrogance, Arrogance. well,
2: well, desire for power. It's a, it's a supported sin from man. It's something that said, this is the way it's supposed to be as well. Whereas with other sins, we can normally recognize them and go, no, 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 that we we don't do that with toxic masculinity. I mean, because there's, you look at the narrative that exists within culture and movies, books, comic, books I mean, all sorts of things to where it's, supported and yeah. said this is the way things are but that's not i mean if we clearly look at the life of jesus that's not the narrative that's
1: right, right. it's yeah. not
2: we look at the jews who were hoping and waiting for this knight in shining armor to ride in and to chop everyone's nah. heads off to collect foreskins and to go yeah. nuts the like man a, of all men. <laughs> like he didn't yeah. do that and they were mad about that. And uh, I want my is...
0: Pharisee scalps. <laughs> yeah. And
2: <laughs> hey, you will get me my Pharisee scalps. That's right. And, and they just, they didn't get that. But yeah, to- toxic masculinity, it, it, it's no good. I don't know anything, any, any good description that we can hmm. put around the word hmm. toxic.
0: You know what it is though? Like how hard is it for someone in power to then desire to relinquish their power? I don't know. You tell me you did it. I I mean, not, not necessarily from a position, like you had position of power,
3: but you had to, you stepped down from a position that was from something that was supported, a supported position. And you, I mean, so you tell us, bro. I didn't want it, man. Too much pressure.
2: Can yeah. do it, I but just... you can say it. I mean, we can be honest. There's a point that comes in ministry when when you are the, when you're the guy, right? And right. and everyone's coming to you, and you have all the answers. And you, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels good. I mean, at least it did for me. There's this. That's the a <laughs> check
4: I always have to maintain. There's this faux. Am I liking this?
2: Am in, I liking this in, a little too the, much? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's this faux sense of. Um, uh, gosh, what's the word that I want to use? Not not power. There's this faux sense of purpose that that comes in it to where we go, man. Like this feels really good. People need me. People value my input. Like I'm the guy. Everyone comes to me, and and it is hard to step away from. I mean, sure, like you said, it you didn't want it, but well, there's also this part of it that well, feels it's, good.
0: I mean, yeah, it does feel good. So like. It, I think there's this thing, it's like if I, if I climbed the ladder to my position of power somehow, like I've worked my entire life and I've we done these have, things. huh? We have sound. We do. Okay, good. Um, nice. So um, if I've achieved my place of power, it's been given to me, no matter what it is, I'm up here. And then for you to challenge that. I've got this ingrained narrative and sense of accomplishment uh, achievement. And, you know, I'm the guy. And people look to me to consider stepping down from that for the sake of what? Yeah, Like, oh, so you're going to tell me, though. And, and the other thing is you're going to tell me that all of my life I've believed a certain way. And now I, you're telling me I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. Mm. You
0: see what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so difficult to, to wrestle through that stuff. And it doesn't feel good. I mean, at all? Oh, it's nasty, dude. Yeah.
3: I mean, honestly, and just like you're saying, man, like you, you spend all your life doing one thing, and you've been doing—it's just the wrong thing perpetuated a number of times, you know. And and uh, those kind of those kind of lessons, even, man, are, are really hard. But I mean, I take that as a sign of maturity. You know what I mean? That when you know when we, you're like, man, I've been living like this, you yeah. know, and I'm wrong, <laughs>
2: you know. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. You know, we talked a little bit about Genesis earlier, and I don't know how we're doing on time, Jason. I'm pretty sure we're getting pretty oh, close. I, but, doesn't even matter. No, nope, it uh, don't matter. But when we look back to Genesis and we look back at the original pre-fall, right? Pre-fall, what, it, what was God's directive to Adam and Eve? What did he tell them, the, the two things that he told them to Be do? fruitful and multiply. To be fruitful and multiply. And so this is not a concept that I've actually thought of. This is actually a buddy of mine, Brian Phipps. Um he talks about this and and uh he I think he's actually gonna write a book about it, but I'm gonna share a little bit of it because it's it's kind of mind blowing when you think about it.
0: You dropped his surprise. <laughs> yeah. Oh so
2: so we look at that. The directive was be fruitful and multiply. Okay. So we have we have uh uh no no, it was uh there was sub subdue you know subdue, the, subdue earth. the earth and then you know rule and then be fruitful and multiply. So right. it's kind of four, but two of those are the same. So we have the subdue, we have purpose that comes into there, and the be fruitful and multiply is relationship. And so at the beginning we see God give us purpose relationship mm-hmm. now what are the the opposite of of those things you know there's a there's a foe purpose power there's the opposite of that to where we think that power is, is purpose and 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 the two the two driving forces in our world are power and sex which are actually contrary to purpose and, and and in relationship and, yeah. and so and so we look at this and, and that's what people pursue they pursue and it and, and in a sense toxic masculinity what have we perf- what are people Men encouraged to pursue power, power and, sex. and sex, power and sex, and so we see this distorted view of Snap. of God's original purpose and, for man. And, and, and but he did, I
3: mean, but even subdue the earth, and mo- he said that to both of them, to not, both of them, not yes. just the man. And, and that's super right. important.
0: That's very important.
3: So subdue together, yes. not subdue because you're right. a man and you're going to go and you know conquer. You it know?
0: wasn't Adam, you subdue, and then Eve, you're here to just multiply. But like yeah. that's the purpose you serve. Yeah. And, but right. that's
2: been the narrative in a lot of churches. I mean, yeah. in some religions that but you, then, you were the baby mate. I mean, you were the, the oven and like you were the baker, you bake, you cook the bread. Like you get what I'm saying? Like that is the narrative
0: that exists. But then, in but some then take, take it the step further. Um, because then post fall, there's the, you, I'll I got put, it pulled up. I'll put him read it for me,
2: uh, where he's talking to the woman. Yeah. Okay, so he says then he said to the woman I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband but he will rule over you. Is that what you were talking right.
0: about? Right. So the so the woman desiring to control the man and the man ruling over the woman is a curse.
2: So this yeah. is the direction of the line. P- post What? Fall. post fall. So we fall. see God's original design yeah. for man and woman and we see this other design after the fall.
0: And so are we still functioning in post fall curse? Yeah. Right, right. Well, and, and I don't think, yeah, I don't, an and I still, thought, don't, I process. don't think that even, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, I think the curse was a natural consequence. I don't think because I think a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, think, well, God cursed. He didn't say, "I curse you to do this." Yeah. You know, it's just I think that that's a natural consequence of the yeah. fall itself That's a
2: result of eating uh, yeah you know, the yeah tree. i just wanted to clear no, that no, up yeah, right.
3: yeah for you sure know, cause, cause, because because that would be that would give ammunition to the people
2: see the look god said that we're gonna rule over our women rah, 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 you
3: know so right, let's just right. clear that up it wasn't god well, did not curse you know what i mean I, sure I, yeah
4: derek what are you thinking well i i that's feeds right into another quote from from sarah Bessie, the curse that was laid upon Eve, her desire would be for her husband, and her pain in childbirth would be greatly multipli- multiplied, shows us how patriarchy, subordination, and pain are part of the fall. They were never God's original intent, oh, they are a so consequence
2: good. of sin. Good. Did you guys, I, I don't know if you listened to the podcast that I sent you I guys did, on, yes. on the, the patriarchy. Uh-huh. Did you ever listen to it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it was really <laughs> good in this in this podcast. I can't remember the author's name, um, but she makes the argument that that and, and of it course it's sounds a like this, she making yeah, an argument. She, yeah. she makes the argument that that God was working within the cultural backdrop of yep. you know that the, same thing with slavery, yep. slavery and patriarchy. It's not that this was necessarily God's original intent yep. or design, but this yep. is what existed in the culture.
4: Yep well and it didn't exist slavery anyway didn't exist in the same way that what we're thinking yeah of. It's, sure. it's a little, that, little different would, yeah 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 not, yeah not that i'm standing up for it but yeah there is a distinction we, there is yeah
1: yeah
0: interesting so where do we go from here what is our where what to we do go? it's yeah that's right <laughs> good bow, job bow, bow. where, where do, do we go, go. Ow. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That was not, my not, I, 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 I,
2: not there. That's gosh, not where we go. Darren,
0: yeah, yeah don't, we don't we go there. Holy moly. Yeah, so, I mean, we, obviously we can talk a lot about what's wrong, but um, I, yeah. I feel like maybe we've talked a little bit about how to fix it, but let's just bring it all back around again. And it just – I, I think, Christopher, what you asked earlier about does it all does it just have to do with character mm. in Christ? And I Christ would say likeness. so, Christ likeness. And yes, I mean Jesus came and he shattered paradigms, and people, were, you know, like, oh, what is he doing over there sitting with that woman? Right? Yeah, oh boy! So I, I saw somebody uh-huh. post post a me a theological me, you know, <laughs> a theological meme the other day, a spiritual gif, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I dropped it. And uh, it just said, like, let's quit talking about Jesus being abandoned by everyone. The women were there at the cross. Yeah. Oh, they were the first yes. one. Yeah. Like they never left his yeah, side. No they, were they were there did. the entire was time. the men that they
1: left were there, They were there, they there after too. Except yeah. for John.
0: Right. Yeah. So anyways, it just, it's just interesting. Like when you really take a look at the scripture, I mean, again, it's what if we've been fed? What have we been taught? Yeah. How have we been indoctrinated? What have we not questioned? Right. We're we're, what have we just, well, Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I was listening to this podcast and they were talking about critical thinking and it's just like, are we just, it, just taking what we're hearing at face value and saying, Oh, well yes. that person in yes. power is telling me. So it must be truth rather than do doing that. the critical thinking and, and like in the Bereans in, in mm-hmm. acts like searching the scripture and actually figuring it out. Yeah. And what's interesting is if you look at scripture over time, there was like a, there was progressivism and equality for women.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah the first, like, like, I mean, give us some examples. The first miracle he did was for his mom, yeah. uh, the woman at the well, the woman that was going to get stoned to death, uh, the first people he appears to. Are the women? do You know,
1: right? I mean, well, it,
3: it's just littered. You know, it's littered.
0: Yeah, well, you, I mean, you get this scripture then that where um, Paul he's saying there's no Jew or Greek or Gentile, right? What whatever he Trans- says, and that's then, the right, where there's in Christ, there's no male or female, right? So it's just kind of like, okay, in Christ, there's no male or female, but because we're still functioning emb- in our church, in male and female, right? Oh, in Christ, there's no male, male, nor female, but in the church, there's male and female, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's one of those things where I had this image the other day and it's kind of harsh, but I was thinking about this pretty hardcore. So, you know, it's like,
1: um, imagine thinking right there,
0: uh, imagine like, a, a step, Like there's two steps and on the top step represents heaven. And the next step down represents earth. And so on the top step you have Christ and all the women and all the men. We're all there. We're all seated in him. We're all equal in Christ, right? Because in Christ Mm -hmm. there's no male or female Mm -hmm. in heaven. That's the way we are. And so Jesus says, um, his will on earth as it is in heaven. And so then you take the step down and then you get, all the men and then another step down you get the women and then the women take a step up on earth to where the men are and the men are like what are you doing get Mm -hmm. down but then you look up and in heaven everybody's equal so it's just like you know in heaven everybody is equal in Christ but on earth only men are uh, you know qualified to be elders you know what I'm saying like how does this it's just kind of crazy to to consider I don't know I just question you know Tech, uh, critical thinking. Just, just, just ponder, thinking critically, ponder yeah. the things. But
2: even critical thinking has been discouraged. You know, it's true. within the church. And I mean, you look at what happened with the unchaining of the Bible. That was you know what what we have Martin Luther doing, and and that's putting. I mean, that into people. And in right. a lot of ways, we've almost taken that back and discouraged with the model that we have that yeah. we're going to show up and we're going to hear this you know one dude speak and he's going to do this mm-hmm. and that. And there are there are pastors, you know, teachers, speakers who encourage their people, and I believe they're sincere. And, but yeah. I believe there are other pastors that if you were to come to them and correct them yeah. and say, hey, the scripture says this, actually, they'd be like, oh, this. Yeah. They'd be like, get out of my face. I, they wouldn't take you seriously. Right, right. And critical thinking has been discouraged. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say they want people to think critically. But when people start thinking critically you lose within power. Christianity, you lose power. well, what do they do? You lose power. They, they 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 start to worry. And if you start to say, oh, I read this author, or I read that author, or, I read this one, they throw you into camps. Yeah, and you're like, really. oh, you're, you're, oh, that you're one of those. Yeah, oh, like, oh, you're, you're one yeah. of those. And it's like, man, can't, can't well, I like, just... Can't I just explore right. and just read these right. different things? Oh,
0: brother! You just better be careful because you know you don't want to get lumped in with that group. You're reading that Rob oh. Bell? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you know, snap. Just, he just said just his name. It. He said his name. Oh, I mean, you it, did it. You went there. The sound people, went down again.
1: Rob Bell crashed our podcast. Oh,
3: yeah, game. yeah. Way to go, Rob Bell. <laughs> gosh, gosh, like you, you
2: have, and, it, and it's so frustrating because I'll tell you, man. It's it's only. Over the last four or five years, since I believe, I I did start to question everything. And this is a buzzword right now, the deconstructing. Deconstruction. Deconstruction. And and starting to critically think and going, man, I believed all this. And it started when I left the church system the first time. And I was hurt. And I was like, I don't know that this is the church that Jesus wanted to establish. And by taking a step back in my hurt and questioning everything, everything about what we're doing. And then landing pretty close back to where I was. you know, but there's some been some tweaks, but it was in that critical thinking that God yeah. met me there True. and I believe he kind of led me where he wanted me to land.
0: Yeah. And I, and I just want to back up real quick cause I had a check in my spirit. Um, you know, when I was talking about that whole step thing, I just want to say, like, these are my thought processes and this is what I'm exploring in my mind. And yeah. right. and, and I'm making these coming up with these visual examples and stuff, just because I'm, you know, kind of looking at things you're a differently. Visual producer. Right. Exactly. So uh, I don't I don't want anybody to think that I'm in this. Uh, I'm right. You're wrong camp. Yeah.
1: No.
0: I just have really been looking at things from a different perspective. I just get a think little about passionate. It. Right. So, just think yeah, that's it. what we're saying. Like, just let's put out it. the questions and and consider. I mean, you know?
3: honestly, and um, you know, a lot of this is <coughs> power, man. Uh, it's true. That's what it stems from. A lot right. of it just yep. stems from that, and I think that uh, humility is the antidote. Yes. To power. Yeah. Yes. And right, um, right. I, I believe that the more of that that we can, and, and yielding, and uh, not thinking, like you said, as or too highly about yourself, and honestly. Right. Uh, a self-examination illuminated by the Spirit, obviously, but to take you to places that you know where because humility
4: hurts. You'll know when you're in a place of humility because it hurts. There's Two you're, things I don't pray for: yeah, patience and humility. Yeah, Lord, let me get. Let, <laughs> please let me get that on my own without your in You having to intervene on that. If I pray, you're going to intervene, and then I'm yeah, going to exactly. learn it Listen, really hard. Well,
0: so, <laughs> so Paul says here in First Corinthians one twenty-six. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Yes. Not many of you were wise by human standards, not many were influential, not many were of noble birth. So it's like don't forget where you came from yeah. right like don't let the power get go to your head And uh, Casey, you're really good at quoting this scripture. It talks about not putting a young convert into leadership because he'll be corrupted by pride yeah right and, and that's again, I think you start attacking power structures and mm. it, it's uh, you know a, a tangled web. You start to weave. Yeah. Well, I
3: mean, honestly, the only power in this universe is God, man. You know, and uh, he's the one
0: that gives and takes it. In yeah. Him we live and move. And I mean, think Have about, just
3: think about the instances yeah. where Jesus was sharp with people. He was sharp with he was sharp with the Pharisee, but he was also sharp with his disciples. You know what I mean? Peter said a couple of dumb things that were related yeah. to power. Hey, yeah. should we? Uh, you know, yeah. should we call down, call fire, down fire from heaven let's, and consume this village? Shocking you know all. I mean? Like you know, yeah. but hey, Jesus, like, do that thing you do. Yeah, Jesus, do that thing you did where you yep. just,
0: you know, Sodom, him.
4: Sawed him. Oh no! Wow! Goodness gracious! Has it come to this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Was like, you got me there,
3: man. Jeez. in the mid sentence, I didn't know No, but that was a tummy um, tickler. <laughs> you know, uh, power power comes with pressure. And, um, with
0: great power comes, comes great, great
3: responsibility, we'll create response, pressure. And, uh, I think the more and more we lift that power or let that power go to the one who it truly belongs. Um, I think the more and more, uh, you know, cause I think pressure does a lot of things to people and, um, it causes you to react and fall back on old ways. And even if that's, even if that's old religious ways too, a pressure can really, can really bring that out of you. You know, when you get squeezed, you see what comes out <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and, you know i think that the more that we relinquish power in our own life you know what i mean or the or the or the misconception that we have any you know that's uh, good mm-hmm. and just and i think that takes a, a humble mindset and uh really like 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 derek was saying like giving a voice to people you know that are marginalized or you know or trodden downtrodden and you know the orphans <laughs> and the widow and service uh, because it, right. because service upsets power, right. It, right. It, 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 it kind of displaces power because you're not in a position to power. You're in a position, right. the other person in, in some sort of way, you know, you're, you're giving that power right. to somebody else because I'm here to right. serve
0: you. Well, think about you know I mean, think about Christ. He comes and he goes to John and says, baptize me. And John's like,
3: I was like hey, no. that's the <laughs> one of
0: whom I spoke whose sandals I'm unworthy to untie. Right. And then he's like, Jesus comes to him to get baptized and then you've got Jesus at the Last Supper and then he you know washes the feet of the the nasty disciples and, and takes the role of the servant I mean visually and physically not just hypothetically or principally he actually gets down and does the dirty work yeah. that is somebody else's job he's the messiah so, no that's somebody at this point, else's job at this point yeah. i mean because peter like peter's like you're not even gonna wash my feet like you're the messiah and jesus is just like you know blessed are you because this was given to you not by man but by our mm-hmm. father in heaven he's revealed to you i'm the messiah peter's just like holy crap Right, like, yeah, I recognize the Messiah, and so you get him in the situation where the Messiah is about to wash his feet and Ooh. take the lowest position. Peter's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, not going to be a yeah. thing. I
2: think that I think that when when people think about you know that story too, it, it's real easy to just think that, uh, you know, maybe the the tone and the atmosphere in the room it was a little, a little awkward. Maybe it was a little little quiet. Maybe I don't feel a little unworthy, but Jesus, I mean, having been revealed to them, I mean. That, some by belief, you know, they believed he is the Messiah, some of them. And so it, it, for them, this was this like awe thing, this thing that was like, oh man, I can imagine just shock and awe and complete and total. Like, what is going on here? Like, Jesus, what are you like? People, he, he just completely challenged the paradigm, again, paradigm crushing the culture. Mm. this isn't I mean you even take Christianity there were there were all sorts of hospitality things that happened when people showed up you know the host washes mm. your hand, your feet annoys you with oil there's all of these things that took place and here Jesus is not even I mean he's dressing like a servant too he's wrapping a towel around himself he is like setting the state it wasn't any more clear than it was in that moment that he was changing the way that he was doing things and he also mm. tells them go and do the same right like he they, challenges them in that Vi- sense
0: visually and physically position yourself as a servant right
3: right that's how you end toxic masculinity it,
0: well what does he say he says let your good deeds be seen by all men so, that so they glorify f- Father he said, and heaven. he ends
2: up saying this is how people will know well, your love loving one mm-hmm. another but but it's that love it's not ruling with an iron fist and no. it's not and it's not abusing authority any authority that we think we have yeah. i mean we get and that and i think that's where a lot of the toxic masculinity exists when within, within the church is authority authority but people abusing that authority and yeah. thinking god gave me this authority like the good book says so I can the do this, book. And, and adjusting it, I use that language. The Holy Writ. It was very intentional. <laughs> There's a sect of person that uses that <laughs> <The>
4: Holy Writ
2: <laughs> You like that? There's yeah, so, many, so many, so many quotes. Yeah, that's good. From this Derek,
3: line. tell us something, man.
0: I was gonna, I was gonna lead into the same thing. Say, I mean, how do you just encourage our listeners coming out of this? On, I mean, being Christ-like and
4: being a man of God man I I think we have I think that is I think that that's just it, some people might say well that just seems lame you guys always go back there well that's, yeah that's, that's we where we have to go that's where high Christology takes you that's yeah. where recognizing the high Christology
0: podcast the, there you go <laughs> no high like the most high the most high <laughs> the most high
4: that's sucking
3: right. up that's, that glory smoke puffing a bit of the glory smoking sorry, up go on ahead, that man. no
4: that's <laughs> you guys take it
0: no no there it go Jehovah Jiba Shiba. Yeah. You got oh, it, Derek. Sorry, gosh. we started
4: making jokes. Yeah, no, We're you're good. good. That's good. We're good. The Jokey Dog You already podcast. said it. I said it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I like, it's Tell about him. Jesus. Right. That's just, All the, he, yeah. he, is, he is our example. Right. And not just in death, but right. also in life. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let the spirit of God move through you and see mm. how much power you abuse. That's right. None. Yeah. None. Zip, zilch, Nada.
2: I would also Goose-ing. I think what I would encourage people is to recognize that it's not okay like spiritual <clears throat> abuse is not okay it's not okay with with people man uh, using their authority to spiritually abuse people is not okay it's not and if you sense anybody weaponizing scripture that's not okay either and that's a sign that you're in a place i mean literally like under under the authority and leadership of somebody where there's probably not going to be some good stuff happening and and i think that that's what i mean i know we talked i hate to take kind of this negative turn but i want people to realize that's not the way that the kingdom is supposed to function here on earth that's not what jesus is talking about bringing to earth I mean, right. it's this leveling of the playing field. It, it, it truly right. is. And it's love. It's everything that we I'm not going to hit on it again, but it's everything that we've already talked about.
4: Yeah. Let me, let me pop one last quote from Sarah Bessie. Yes. And, Bring and I, it. I think this classic, this is, for, this is for men and women. I want to practice faithfulness and kindness. I'm learning to fill my ears with the repetitions of wide eyes and open hands and innocent fun and holy laughter. I want to practice with intention, joy. I want to tell the truth, but first I want to live the truth.
0: It's good. Boom. Mm. Boom skis. Living it out. Bang boom pow. Jason, you
2: wanna talk about Salty Dog's group? <sighs> sure, yeah. Do you wanna preach that gospel of the yeah, Salty Dog Group? Well,
0: I I just wanna I wanna give a quick encouragement as well as we just leave this thing like I'll tell you one of the hardest things for me but the most challenging time in my life and the most rewarding time in my life has been since the day I got married. And the reason being is I was put into the crucible of uh, crucifixion of self, right. Mm -hmm. And put into an environment where I have to every single day die and, and serve. And I mean, it, it, you know, it's, (laughs) it's so interesting um, because there are a lot of things that I guess uh I didn't expect when it came to marriage, and one of those things was i didn't expect to have this like religious nastiness come out of myself yeah. from s- such a deep place and it was It was like uh you know this seed that had been planted, and all of a sudden marriage made that thing just grow, and it busted out of me, and I was like, I do not like this, this is not good, and the Lord has used my marriage and that Uh, Again, to change me and to sanctify me. So by no means am I upset about it, but I can tell you death does not feel good. No, it doesn't. But the time I mean, and here's the other thing, the times that I sacrifice and the times that I humble myself, I'm not I'm not standing on the street corner. Yelling out to my wife, look at me sacrifice for you. Look at what I just did. Oh my gosh, I'm so humble, and I'm just doing this for you right now. And I need you to know that I'm not yelling it from the rooftops. What am I doing? I'm serving mm. in in quietness and humility.
2: Well, you just shouted it from the rooftops now,
0: right? I know? just did just so, right now. It just well, it just, just happened. There. Yeah. yeah, there I am. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just but you know what touch. I'm saying? Like it's not a thing. It's not. It's not a thing that's a a glorious right. Right. It,
4: you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and so, anyways, just even in the, in the life of my wife, but um, in my marriage.
2: And then it was even upped when you had
0: kids. Right. When and you, then you, you have kids. And children. so again, it's just like, you know, th- th- this idea of sacrificial love and humility, um, and bringing right oneself low. It's such, tell me that word one more time.
4: Hupotasso.
0: Hupotasso. It means getting low, getting under and, and pushing up. up. And I think that, um, Again, Jesus came to serve and really he came with the, he he came with full revelation of the heart of the creator, father God. And he comes and came to exemplify and to teach and preach and change a narrative of who the father is. And this word serve again, Um, Being a servant is like somebody who's waiting a table and at the father's table, at the master's table, the servant would do everything in their power to get across the generosity in the heart of the host. And so that's what we're to do. Again, we're to walk the earth and we're to get as low as we possibly can so we can give a a correct depiction of who the father is so that they can know him. Right. Right? We're not here to make a name for ourselves. That's what toxic masculinity is. Mm -hmm. Look at me. Right. Uh Look at my position of authority. Look at how high I've brought myself and look at all these people that are under me. And it's just like you said, it's not okay. So I just want to encourage people as much as you possibly can. And as difficult as it is, allow the spirit of God in you to uh, birth humility and uh, selflessness, kindness, patience, patience. Self-control, right? Self. Jesus said we must die to self. The spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. So we can control self by the spirit, which means we can die to self. And when we're selfless, we're sacrificial and we're humble and we're loving and we're not toxic, right? We're redemptive, mascul- mm. redemptive masculinity. Yeah. Redemptive Boom. Masculinity. So, Dang, yeah. I like that. Mm. Well, we'll just end it right there. That's good. <laughs> redemptive masculinity. Nice. Podcast yep. group salty yep, dog salty, d- salty dog yeah so just all the things right now here at the end is um, as as we close it out salty dogs podcast uh, podcastcom uh, you can check out all of our episodes you can see pictures from the episodes that, that fun stuff uh, there's a link to our patreon page if you want to join that uh, you can contact us through text or through um, uh, contact page or email us at salty at gmail.com and I don't know who it was but I was actually getting some text during the podcast podcast uh, today to our Google Voice and so that was nice. kind of cool yep that was nice yeah. and uh, we actually got a uh, an episode idea or a topic idea uh, via text as well during this episode so uh, always open to hearing from our listeners and then of course we're trying to build an online community if you're enjoying the conversations that we're having on the podcast we're trying to keep that going through Facebook so we have a Facebook group uh, that we call the doghouse but just search uh, salty dogs Christian podcast group in your Facebook search bar and uh uh, you just click to join, and we'll approve your uh, your request. And uh, you know, we throw out the, the episode topic kind of like right up front and get feedback and you know, every once in a while Lassen,
2: a, he kind of kicked in today talking yeah, about this topic a little bit. Right. Just so to get some insight.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you really, it's up to you all to join the group and then get the conversation going yeah. and, uh, and to make that online community, uh, something to uh, share a little to bit about
2: comp- what's coming up too, is I know that you, me and Casey, were currently talking about what it would look like to start producing weekly well, or, or Consistent content, <laughs> bonus content uh, for our Patreon supporters. So, we're trying to right. look at wh- a way that we can do that um, online and get together. And because we want to keep, we love these conversations. These, I always leave here so pumped and full of energy, and I just want to go wish a deacon would roll up on me, you know, like just have these, <laughs> these conversations. So but, I wish but a deacon we're, would. we're we're looking to continue these. And so Patreon supporters, <laughs> thank you to all of you guys who support us financially. And we're going to be bringing the bonus content to you guys. Right.
0: Right. We're yeah. going to get that shirt made. I wish a deacon would. And then we're going to walk into a church with deacons. And then the deacon's going to come up and say, you wish I would what? And I'll be like, you'll know when you do it.
3: <laughs> uh, just to be clear, I won't be there for that. So. Yeah,
0: that's funny. Awesome. Derek, always a pleasure, sir. Yes, yes, yes. We certainly appreciate your insight and always. your intellect. He'll be back for sure. You are, ble- you are blessed with good looks and much intellect. And in the, in the voice of angels. And hot beef.
1: Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> the Thank voice you.
0: of a baritone angel. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: All right, y'all. Salty dog. that's a lot. You. Bye.